Greetings, beautiful people. Happy October 13th. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy that you're here tuning in with me. Thank you for everyone that's uh, following along my wild adventure here. I got a reading today with a little bonus research I did to make sure that you understand what this is talking about. I don't want to screw up the definition. And of course, every time I share something with you like this, I learn something. So I am happy we're going to learn together. So it starts off today with a quote from Ivor Griffith. Character is a victory, not a gift. When our king baby attitude rears its head, we want our life to be in order now. It is inconceivable to us that our character needs changing. Surely my wife is causing my anguish. If you knew my kids, you'd see why I gamble, drink, etc. But somewhere down the line, we wake up and we learn that our character might need a little more fixing than we thought. If we are honest with ourselves... We must admit we can be bossy. And yes, we like things our way. But now we're growing serene enough to realize that others have problems too. The kids are struggling with the same things we struggled with. And in a world more complicated and dangerous than ours. If we've been lucky, our spouse or partner has stuck with us all this way, even though it hasn't been easy or the way they would have chosen. Life would be easier if things always went our way. But now we are equal to the challenge of compromise and capable of redirecting our attitudes. I like that, redirecting our attitudes. Now that we have been given back our self-respect, it's time to give our respect and understanding to others. Today, help me see my arrogance and inflexibility. Help me to bend to another's needs when it is warranted. I talk so much about being selfish and protecting our recovery. This is a good reminder of the other side of that. I still stand behind. I want you guys to take care of yourselves first because you're really no good to anyone else if you can't take care of yourself. But this reading does reflect that we have to take notice and help the people in our lives, especially those who have been impacted by our addiction or has put up with it. The part I wanted to give clarity around was what is king baby attitude? And the first time I heard this was in treatment And I'm kind of cracking up because my research is telling me that this concept was founded in Minnesota, which is where I went to treatment. So I find that interesting. But there was a young fella in in our group, is the right word? I want to say class, but that's not right. In our group. And the counselors called him out for being a king baby. I wasn't really wrapping my head around it. They explained it to us and I don't want to give you that definition. So I'm going to kind of go back to what I've found for research. They call King Baby Syndrome an explanation for our addictive personalities. It was written by Tom Cunningham of Hazelden Foundation in Minnesota. And he wrote a brochure to talk about dry drunk syndrome. And it's basically someone who doesn't still drink or you could be a dry gambler, I guess, even though the language doesn't sound quite as a literary But essentially, you're not doing the thing, but you're still acting with an attitude like you are still doing the thing, the gambling, the drinking, whatever. Well, this research says that some of us never shed this so-called king baby attitude. We are born narcissists in order to survive. Now, imagining to the womb, here we feel warmth, security, comfort, 
All our primary needs are taken care of and at, and we're at the center of the universe. During our infancy, we demand food, attention, care, and expect to feel secure and satisfied. Through the natural maturing process of childhood and adulthood, most of our king baby syndrome mentality is discarded and replaced by more appropriate life skills. However, some of us have advanced through the stage of physical growth without shedding this so-called king baby attitude. When addicts suffer from king baby syndrome, they want the same level of self-centered gratification that babies and young children need. Addicts must be especially aware of the king baby drives and characteristics for these attitudes and behaviors will continue to show up after we achieve abstinence. So basically, what was that sentence? Self-centered gratification. So I want us to be self-centered, but I I like the language of self-devoted better, taking care of ourselves first. I think self-centered captures too much of that selfish, entitled. And entitled is the word that comes to mind for me for King Baby, is that, you know, we're entitled. It's all about us. Everybody owes us something. The, The person I'm talking about that I was in treatment with had a family that had money. And I'm not sure that he had to solve a lot of his own problems. And that's why I think the counselors chose to educate us around that because he wasn't practicing those life skills like what I just read to you said. And I mean, it was so profound to me because I'm like, you know, when you're when you're exploring recovery, you're like, am I a king baby? And I will say the literature calls it queen baby too, just in case that's a thing. <laughs> this is, it's just such an interesting thing. Here are some of the beliefs that a king baby would have. And then I'm going to read you some of the symptoms and personality traits. And I guess what I would ask of you today for your journey as a human being, as an addict, as wherever you are on your path would be this. Look at this and see if any of this resonates. Like try to be really, really open-minded and honest and hold the mirror up instead of maybe it's going to be easy. Maybe you're going to hear these traits and another person's going to pop into mind. But really try to think about this in terms of you. And I'll share with you as things show up for me, what do I think I still have or don't have or whatever my journey's been with this. So here are some of the core beliefs of a king baby. I am special and different or I must be admired and loved by all. I can't get enough or I must be the best. I must get my way or no one understands me. I don't trust anyone or my needs are never going to be met. Others envy me and no one cares about me. So those are some pretty strong beliefs. I am special and different or I must be admired and loved by all. I'm actually feeling, I don't feel like I need to be admired and loved by all. That's something that I really learned probably more so last year than this year, like when I was listening to Brooke Castile, the life coach, and and I really hung on to that. I'm not everybody's peach. So I don't really care if I'm loved by all. I want to be lovable. That's like how I want to show up in the world. You know, I don't want to be a snarky jerk that nobody would want to love, but I don't necessarily need to be loved by everyone. I can't get enough or I must be the best. I do strive to be the best, but the best version of me. I'm never going to be the best athlete. I'm never going to be the best, I don't know, talk show host, whatever the thing is. 
But like, I do take pride in my actions. Like I just recently ended real formal education last year with college and my grade point average was important to me. Did I care if I was valedictorian? No. But did I care that I could say, you know, I have a 4.0 or an A average? Yeah, that was important to me. I must get my way or no one understands me. I don't need to get my way anymore. And it's actually, it's a very... This is a powerful shift, guys. It's so interesting. I don't need to be right. And I'm okay not being right. If it means, and I don't know if this is from being married to an Italian for so long. To me, the loudest voice isn't always the right voice. So there's a lot of times that I find myself biting my tongue or not really engaging in something. Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong on whatever the topic is but I don't feel like I need to prove it to anyone. So that's kind of a shift for me. Where I think I used to would have argued. I think that was something that I learned in my relationship was like, okay, because I really looked up to, you know, to the guy. And actually I've looked up to probably most of my guys and I liked learning, but this was the first time that I had to, I didn't have to, I wanted to learn thinking that like he knew a better way. So if he knew a better way, it wasn't so important that I won the battle. I mean, we were, this sounds so stupid, but something like the cruise, like I wanted to go on an Alaskan cruise. Of course, it got postponed and it's all moot now, but he's like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Like we couldn't even agree on a vacation or, you know, I don't want to live in a house and he did. So obviously these were pretty fundamental big differences, but I would have moved into the house because it wasn't that important to get my way. You know, but I also will on the other side of it, now that I am not having to take anyone else's opinion into consideration, I'm going to move into the RV the way I want to. So there's a little distinction there. I don't trust anyone or my needs are never going to be met. I I trust people. I probably trust people a little too much and that's okay. You know, um, I will give everybody a shot, but I won't, I don't want to say I won't forgive them, but You get one shot. Let's put it that way. I'll be a bit trepidatious beyond the first shot. Others envy me and no one cares about me. I don't believe either of those things. So yeah, I guess I'm not really a queen baby. I think I've had these queen baby beliefs at different times. You know, like I said, the being the best might have been driven a little different. I might have felt like just in this week, some people got an email in one of my classes and it was an invitation. So this is me. This is like a practical Bobby, how I apply my recovery. So a couple of the people who got this email were invitations to apply to be coaches at this company that we're taking a class from. And I was offended at first, like, well, why didn't they pick me? And <laughs> it's really funny because the people that I know of that got the email are are very good people and I think they'd make excellent coaches. And at first, like the envy kind of wanted to sneak in and I really had to process this. And here's where I landed after really giving it some thought. And this is a non, you know, gambling specific issue. And I share these with you so that you can see how this kind of thinking and, and being mindful of this thinking can change in our perspective and work out for the best. So I started digesting it like, well, was I not good enough? Blah, blah, blah. Why didn't they pick me? And I went right from that to, that didn't last long at all. Like, oh, well, you haven't even been participating. They really don't know what you're about because 
you've been focused on taking care of your clients and yourself and all those things. So it's like, oh, yeah, that's good. And that makes sense to me. And and basically it shifted to, well, it's kind of their loss. I'll still be able to coach and help people in the background. But then this morning I woke up and I was like, oh, it's a blessing I didn't get that email because now I can coach the way I want to coach and teach the way I want to teach versus if I got a coaching job with them, I would have to follow their agenda, right? And I think I bring different value to the table as well as financially, you know, you probably get a paycheck from them where if you're out on your own, you can work and get, you know, the full sum of your value by working directly with clients. It really worked out in my mind that I didn't get the invitation and I feel good about that. But with my attitude brain, oh, I would have been MFing everybody that got an email. I would have been bitchy. I wouldn't have been sending them love and kindness and success for those who want to go do it. I would have been just the biggest asshole ever. I would have been in king baby mode, queen baby mode. I guess I could be a king and a queen just because I'm silly and I could be whatever I want to be. So here are some of the personality traits. And again, guys, listen to these and reflect on them and see, you know, is there something that resonates for you? Maybe this is almost like doing a little bit of step four work without doing stuff for work. So here we go. Personality traits of King Baby Syndrome. I will be honest, I didn't read enough to know if this guy's like a doctor or this is the end all be all. This is just kind of what I'm getting on the web. So personality traits, become angry or afraid of authority figures, seek approval and sometimes lose my identity in the process. That I've definitely experienced and I probably still do on some level. And I'm learning now to balance like feedback and wanting feedback to get better versus seeking approval for like a popularity contest. Make good first impression, have problems completing things, have difficulty accepting criticism. Ooh, that's a good one, right guys? It's really funny. This is so backwards. I'm thinking of my corporate job, right? And if someone disagreed with me, I can remember how my physiology changed it would be, you know, like full on defense mode. And then the other funny part of that is if someone gave me good feedback, I wouldn't hear it. I would only look for the criticism. So it was almost like I was addicted to being in that state of just shittiness. I don't know if that makes sense to you guys, but that's how it's worked for me with criticism. Being hypersensitive, that kind of ties in. And again, in the corporate America world, now... I'm still pretty sensitive on some things, but just yesterday I was talking to one of my girlfriends about some things that were said to me that were kind of hurtful by another person. And and she was like, her mouth literally fell to the floor. And she's like, are you okay? And I really hadn't hung on to it. So I was okay. I was like, that's her opinion. It's all good. And uh, that's another shift for me. I, I can't say that I always have acted that way for sure. Have difficulty sustaining healthy relationships, have addictive personality and am driven to extremes, have been immobilized by anger and frustration, are rarely satisfied. These are still personality traits. Given to exaggerations or showing off. I used to have a, a boyfriend that I would call the big fish guy, you know, like, so if you said you went out and caught a six inch fish, he'd come back and he always, you know, caught one bigger and better. That's what I think of when I see that. 
feel lonely even when surrounded by people, need people around to feel okay, say I know a lot. Now there's one I can probably use some help with, you know, continued work. I think sometimes I get in that zone like, yeah, I know that topic, but really I don't know much. Like in the grand scheme of things, I don't know much. I know what I've been learning, but again, it still doesn't mean it's a lot. There's always something new to learn. Complain and blame others for what is going wrong, which is essentially what the reading's about today. Feel like I don't fit in, see the world as a jungle full of selfish people, see things as a catastrophe, which is all or nothing thinking, judge life in absolutes, black and white, right and wrong. This is something I'm still working on. I'm pretty rigid about that, or was. I'm getting a little bit more loose to try to be understanding of people. Live too much in the past and fearful of the future. That is one of the most crazy, pivotal things that have happened in the last six months, year, whatever, is going from that hanging on to thinking, you know, like I'm like white trailer trash or something and letting limiting beliefs kind of shadow my future with doubt and cast doubt. So, yeah, I I think that. If we can get out of living out of the past and really embrace the future, that's a game changer. Have strong feeling of dependence with fears of abandonment. Have taken advantage of others for our own ends. Fear failure and rejection so we don't try new things. Are concerned with money and material things. That one just makes me laugh. Fantasize, dream big plans and schemes. So I'm going to call this out because that's interesting. And they actually have it typed in here twice. And they didn't spell fantasize the English way. So it looks really funny to me. But I have I dream big plans. I wouldn't call them schemes, though. I think of them as goals. So I want to call out that I think there's a difference there. Schemes to me is like, get rich quick. How do I manipulate someone for my own gain? That's what I think of with that. Charming to bosses, but like to boss around subordinates. Oh, I hate that. Like, we got to treat all people the same. Believe the normal rules do not apply to us. Attracted to excitement and life in the fast lane. Hold emotional pain within and lose touch with our own feelings. And I definitely did that for so long. Lost touch with my feelings. I didn't know how to feel. I didn't know how to process feelings. I still struggle sometimes with identifying my feelings. I might know I feel some sort of way. But I I struggle with, well, where is it in my body I'm feeling it? Or how do I get over it? Or what's causing that? So that one's still a work in progress. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. Wow, that's a good one. That's a quote here on the page, guys. So that's kind of what a king baby is. I'm really glad I looked that up. So you could see how very self-absorbed, self-centered, how could be when we're actively in our addiction or or to the point of this is, you know, we quit, but we're still having those characteristics and traits. And it does not make us shining, happy human beings, guys. I know for me, when I did do the shittier things or the selfish things, I never really felt good. It might have helped me get to gamble, but it never necessarily made me feel good or maybe not gamble, but whatever it helped me get to, it doesn't feel good. So... Today, help me see my arrogance and inflexibility. Help me bend to another's needs when it is warranted. 
So that's kind of your homework. Think about, did any of these resonate with you? Is it any opportunity areas? I'm not going to tell you, like, let's say you had all 20 of those characteristics. Don't go trying to conquer them all overnight. That won't work. It's a little bit challenging. But see if there's anything that you could start moving the needle on and, and be honest with yourself. And it's okay. Nobody's perfect here. If we were perfect, we wouldn't be here. But nobody's perfect. So just shift the focus a little. I like this idea of bringing the other people that we impact in and shifting towards that direction. So I hope that was helpful. Learn a little about King Baby. It was helpful to me. I will be starting back on the road again, working my way back east. And uh, eventually, I guess I'll have to go home. I'm thinking I'll be home by November 1st. Maybe a little sooner. It depends on how long I stay in Florida. But yeah, having fun. Appreciate you guys being here. I am definitely in work mode today, so I'm going to get back to it. But I hope you beautiful people have a wonderful week and I will chat with you soon. Thanks. Oh, one more thing. I would be remiss if I did not mention this. It is my business partner and my friend, Anna. It's her birthday today on October 13th. So we got to make sure we send her a lovey, happy birthday. Now, of course, in the Philippines, the time zone's a little bit different. So she may not hear this until after her birthday, but we are wishing her many more years of her being her awesome self. All right, that's really all I got. Thanks, beautiful people. <laughs>